Heavenly Features is brought to you by 18 Maiden Lane Productions. Hey, we're back, uh, which means that I am back with the warnings up at the top, because even for Christmas movies, apparently we can't not get deep. Uh, So just a heads up uh, on this one, we do talk about sexual harassment and sexual assault. Hello and welcome to Heavenly Features. Uh, We're back for season two. This is a weekly podcast where myself, Sophie, and my friend Tyler. Hey, how's it going? uh, Get together and we talk about films. Um, It's we started a little bit late in the year, so we've just gone full blown into Christmas. Uh, we're starting just a smidge early, but we just want to get into that festive feel. Um, and so today, uh, it was my turn to choose a film, and uh, those who have been listening for a while may recollect that uh, I wanted to have a very dolly Christmas this year uh, because I watched Unlikely Angel last year, which, <laughs> what a hoot. Um, so uh, I am starting the uh, podcast off with a quite well-loved and renowned um, Dolly Parton picture. Uh, She's got many, many a Christmas film, but we're starting with uh, Smoky Mountain Christmas from 1986. Uh, It's both very popular and equally unhinged, so we've got that to look forward to. Um, It was written by Dolly Parton herself and William Blyke and directed by The Fonz or Henry Winkler, Um, and the story is a veiled retelling of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, but set at Christmas, uh, and there are no dwarves, just impoverished and abandoned children who are hunting vermin to survive in the woods. You know, a classic. Um, Other characters include a rugged mountain man lawyer, an obsessive paparazzo, a literal witch, and a sexually sexually aggressive sheriff, which frames this film as impressively astute to some of the abuses prevalent in the police. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dolly pulls out all her acting chops to play a famous country singer who just needs to escape a sexually overcharged 80s music video shoot for the homely comforts of the Smoky Mountains this Christmas and in the process convinces most of the world she's been kidnapped and finds herself playing mum to a group of squatter children living in her friend's cottage. She faces fierce competition in the wigs and nails department from Jezebel, the crazy witch lady, uh, and manages to take centre stage with a collection of sweet songs that are scattered throughout the film. It's a bizarre plot, a camp flair, and genuinely hilarious cameo from John Ritter made uh, this uh, an essential uh, addition to my Christmas watch list this year. Now, this was a film I had not seen before, and uh, I didn't know if you had seen it, Tyler. No, no, I have never seen it, and I am so fucking glad I watched it now. <laughs> I mean, so unhinged, wasn't it? It was so unhinged, and and yet dealt with some really like prevalent issues that we still have to this day. Like you were saying with the police, uh, <laughs> um, he was a very sexually aggressive uh, police sheriff right oh my God. from the beginning. The second he came on screen, I felt so uncomfortable. I was mm-hmm. like, oh no, this is a bad dude. Nah. Like, well, actually, that's a lie. That when he first walked on screen, my first thought actually wasn't, "Oh, this is a bad dude." When he checked his hair in the mirror before walking over, I was like, "Well, who wouldn't for Dolly?" And then, <laughs> and then he started walking t- towards, and I was like, "Oh, maybe he's going to be a bit like the sheriff uh, or sheriff's deputy in uh, Practical Magic." And I was all excited for that because I was like, "Oh, he's quite cute." And then he like started talking. I was like, "Nah, forget that. Fuck off." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the film starts off incredibly wholesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it literally starts with the credits and it's got this basically um, 
that's mentioning that this is going to be a modern fairy tale. And as I mentioned in the introduction, we start this with this like overtly sexual slash aerobics uh, music video for a country song, um, which Dolly is not into. Then a paparazzo literally breaks into her house and she has to flee, essentially. She's like, I've got to get away. Um, and that is where we meet this sheriff man when she's driving along, singing in her car, um, and she gets pulled over because she's swaying a bit on the road. And we meet this man, and honestly, he, yeah, he was just like the biggest creep. Um, and it was like a perfect example of the unwanted harassment that many women face today, where it's just like, look, pull me over if I've done something wrong. Give me my ticket, give me my warning, and let me go on my way don't make sexual advances which like that's why there's so many things uh that you're taught especially if you are female you're you you guys are like all taught to fucking not pull over on country roads and stuff as if it's on women to protect themselves and like yeah absolutely of course you should like like everyone be aware like don't go and fucking play with a polar bear that's protecting yourself. You shouldn't have to protect yourself from the law. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Like, you're literally, like, there's things going around saying if a cop car comes up behind you on a dark country road, call 911, if you're in America, um, to see if they're a legit police officer and say, I'm not pulling over because I'm a single person by myself driving down the road. Uh, so I'm going to keep going until I'm somewhere that's public because there's been so many fucking stories of cops abusing their power or people impersonating police officers. And it's fucking terrifying. This literally puts Dolly in danger because because of this unwanted sexual harassment from this man, she comes under the mirth of a crazy witch lady who is after her because for some reason she's obsessed with this harassment, uh, this harassing man. Um, and it's like Dolly has done nothing here. She's done nothing. Now, the crazy thing is that she both is after Dolly but kind of saves her from the harassment. So I did like the kind of gothy witchy vibes when we started. Yeah, one thing I was like, why the fuck is this woman fighting so hard to get this creep of a pathetic prick of a man? Like, what the fuck? Stand it. But I did like the fact that this film wasn't a, you know, that normal trope of like two women fighting over the one man. Yeah, because like, Dolly could not give a shit. Dolly's like, I don't <laughs> want anything to do with this fucking creepo. Like, yeah. nah, keep him away. Yeah, exactly. She just heads right on up to uh, her cottage, her friend's cottage um, that she's using because uh, she kind of grew up in the local area. Which also, she drives up to that cottage in my truck. I need that truck. Like, oh my God. the Like, I so want a fucking vintage beat up pickup. Probably in blue, but oh as soon as I saw Dolly get in that truck, I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in for a treat with this film. And yet she's kind of surprised because she goes in and she finds signs of life in what is meant to be this kind of unused uh, cottage of her friends. Her friend said she hadn't been there for a number of years. And yet there's food on the stove and like, you know, clean bedding and all these sorts of things. And so she's thinking, oh, maybe my friend came up and like sorted this all out. So of course, uh, Dolly, you know, she's got several wigs on. She's gets changed into one of what appears to be multiple uh, dressing gowns, or like you know, night dresses and stuff that she pulls out of her bag. They are stunning. 
Yes. Stunning. Like if if like you or I throw in a fucking dressing gown, it's like a nice little fucking chunky number. Like it's not a fucking like silk flowing gown. <laughs> like she wears like this gown with a robe over it, and she then she proceeds to lie almost in state, <laughs> but she's like looking angelic. And then these little children turn up, and these are thinly veiled, not very successful um, attempts of the seven dwarfs from Snow White. So she is like Snow White and they're meant to be like the seven dwarfs. Which also like is the best case scenario for her because she turned up to a cabin that was supposedly empty in the middle of buttfuck nowhere and anyone could have been living there. Like it could like do you know how many fucking times a serial killer has hidden out in the middle of like a fucking cabin in the woods? Like I was like it could have been anyone. And then also best case scenario for the kids that it's a literal angel. Like, it's Dolly yes. fucking Parton. Like, terrifying because she's played an angel several times. She is not a literal no. angel in this film, but in our hearts, she is. In real life, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I was like, that's the best case scenario, but I also was like, that is Soph's worst nightmare. Like, imagine yeah, if you go really a- to get away for a while, you turn up and there's seven little kids. Oh, no. <laughs> I was no, like, thank you. Oh, you would fucking die. They're young as well. I just oh no. I know. Please. I was like, oh how cute. And you're oh. like, oh, get away. Get out of my house. <laughs> I mean, she has every right to get rid of them. Um, but it seems that the only thing she really did was make sure that she got the good bed, whilst the others literally slept on like slabs of wood with like a blanket on. Yeah, I wonder who was sleeping in the bed originally. I don't know. I don't know. But I bet they were pissed off. And so, like, it's it's interesting because for quite a, a big amount of the like middle of the story of this plot not really a lot happens it's dolly singing some rather enchanting songs um and getting the kids to like her you know she takes one of them to the doctor slash vet um which i loved i want a doctor slash vet oh my god if i could go and see my vet as a doctor because my vet is fucking beautiful like what like the entire surgery everyone there is delightful can't say the same for my doctors. So... Well, well, you know, Bear gets uh, better treatment than you do. Oh my God, 100%. Also, when he by accident shat in one of the vet's pockets, they didn't care. They found it cute. If I did that to my doctor, mm-mm. Well, in all fairness, I can understand what they might have <laughs> to say about that. <laughs> yeah, look, all right, fair enough. <laughs> um, also, I don't get offered treats when I go to the doctor. No, I, I remember when I went to the dentist as a kid, you used to get a lollipop, which I always thought was very counterintuitive. Oh, we went to different or, dentists, I got a sticker. Oh, no, we got lollipops. But then I was like, you're just making sure you go, get good business, aren't you? I look, you're going to rock out teeth and come back. I think my dentist probably went out of business, and it was probably because he gave us stickers. But, yeah, so not a lot happens in this kind of middle bit. It's just them bonding, and as I said, some nice little ditties. Um, they do... Um, she gets, like, entranced by the crazy witchy lady, Jezebel, um, and she almost gets, like, throws herself off a cliff in the middle of the night under this trance, so that's kind of weird and spooky. Um, and what can I just say? Like, Jezebel may be... She may be the most fabulous character in this film, and that says a lot, because you know I love Dolly, but she is matching Dolly in the wig department and the nails, and then she is just totally unhinged. Completely unhinged. She is, but she, I mean, she's not Dolly. She's great, but she's not Dolly. <laughs> so you know what it, I think it might be is although I would not be, you know, 
um, harboring uh, any kind of feelings for a sexually aggressive man um, who has, seems to harass women. Mm-hmm. Um, I very much do uh, relate to her comparatively with Dolly because I would not want to be sharing what looks like a one bedroom cottage with seven children. But I would like to have a gothy outfit, uh, a black horse, and be riding around putting people under trances. Mm. So I think maybe that's why, you know, she just goes and fucks around with people. She goes to the bar and she's just like, you guys, uh, you know, are awful. Don't hang out with Dolly Parton. And I'm just going to ruin all of your uh, drinks. I'm going to knock all of them over. And I'm just doing it to be a complete bitch. And I was like, I can't. character she's sassy i love how you were about to say i can relate i was like yeah you are a total bitch that's true (laughs) i have i have two points here firstly the when she went into that bar she went in there to punish the sheriff go do that at the sheriff's home don't punish the poor bartender i used to be a bartender like i didn't own the bar so it wouldn't have cost me any money apart from when they tried to charge us for any breakages which we were all like fuck off um but she went in that bartender has to get every single person a new round clean up all the glass clean up all the liquid just because this bitch wants to fuck a sheriff (laughs) the bitch wants to fuck a sheriff um i love that he was like oh not again i know he was like oh i need to get plastic plastic glasses next time (laughs) yeah that i was like oh dude like absolutely um it was even campier because it lingered just that little too long on his like upset face i know oh i loved it it was <sighs> like yeah that was perfect also i really don't get the appeal of the sheriff but no he's such a creep yeah and not only that but like they like vote for their sheriffs so which look it's it's a complex thing because absolutely i don't agree that you in a, a job like that you should have automatic job security um, cause if you're shit at your job, you shouldn't just be able to stay in it. So, but I don't agree with the voting because it just causes corruption because if you are in that area and you're the one voting and they, and you see it all the time or you see it in films a lot all the time. Like, obviously I'm not actually in America. I'm not voting for Miss Sheriff, but like you see it all the time where the corruption happens, especially if you're rich, people are like, oh no, don't arrest me because I'll pay for some of your campaign to get re-elected. Or you have to arrest this kid that's just come into town because remember, I vote for you. It's just so corrupt. It opens it up to so much fucking corruption. It's just... It's like there's always going to be opportunities for people to be corrupt, whether that's through taking bribes or sponsorships or through, you know, what cases they choose to shine a light on and what they don't. Oh, you mean mean the fact that there's a lot of, uh, like pretty white blonde children that are missing that uh you get a lot of people like knowing about it and then there's like black or indigenous people who no one has a fucking clue that they're missing because they don't fit the uh the who we shine a light on category well i mean in all fairness in this film happy christmas guys (laughs) in this film they don't seem to know where these children are and they're all actually no they're not all white there is one really interesting question where dolly's just like basically says to the one black kid how are you this <laughs> in such a diplomatic way and i was just like because they're all from an orphanage and they're friends isn't it obvious why are you bringing them up? <laughs> but did she know at that point that they were from an orphanage because i think at that yeah, point she like she, i know she's not stupid but they had all just said oh we're a family and she said oh how did you get to be in this family 
And he was yes, like, maybe. oh, they all voted and uh, so adopted me. And oh, I must admit, I welled up. <laughs> like, like she, she she literally chose to speak to the one child who didn't fit the mould of the others. I was yeah. just like, okay, okay. But I think, I think back... It's very 1986 of you, Dolly. It was, but I also think she did it in a good way. I think she did yeah, it in it like a... Yeah, it was very diplomatic. I, and I think that the reason they put that in the film was to show the like that side of things as opposed to showing like a negative like you don't fit with us because you're not the same color i think it was more to show like it wasn't meant to be accepting it was just it was a very 1986 way of approaching that 100 percent. i mean this whole film was very 1986 let's face it i not even alive in 1986 but i could feel that it was very 1986 well, um, yes. <laughs> um i love i also i know how like not a lot happens in the middle of the film but i fucking loved the middle of the film and like there are some great little clips of her with the kids um mm. like that one where she she asks where do you come from um, and yes. like where she talks to um one of the girls who is getting older and she is like oh you know i grew up in a place like this and i remember when my daddy put up his like a curtain for me so i had my own room and it was like i felt like such a princess yeah. and does that for her stay. yeah and then like she gives the dress and the girl's like oh thanks like and and then the girl is like oh like so happy and dolly's like oh you're so pretty and she's like no i'm not and dolly does this great speech all about how it's like the dress will give you confidence and that's a great thing but beauty comes from the inside. Like, it's not the rapper that counts, it's what's inside. And then yeah. writes a song for her that night. Oh, I'll tell you what, that was probably my favourite song in in the film. Pretty is as pretty does. Um, I Which thought it is was... a total Dolly message. Yeah, definitely. And I just, I don't know, I think that uh, that was like one of the sweeter moments of the story. And it was very, because this was an ABC TV movie, um, and it was kind of very fitting in with like that kind of. It was kind of almost like a Hallmark movie before Hallmark movies. Oh, 100%. It had all of the like the cheese and yet the feel good like factor plus some like really over the top crazy aspects. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Where you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're like, is this Lifetime or Hallmark? Uh, oh, no, neither. Okay. Um... No? Okay. It's ABC in the 1980s. And then you're like, oh, no, it's just Dolly. There we go. It's, yeah, it's just Dolly. Um, starting out a career in uh, Christmas specials, which she's done a lot of. Well, in fairness, I've started a new tradition from this year onwards that I'm going to watch a Dolly Christmas movie, at least one Dolly Christmas movie every fucking year. I used to say it's not Christmas until I saw the Coca-Cola advert because that always made me... I love Coke anyway, you know, I'm a huge fan. Holidays are coming, holidays Yeah, and like, I mean the good Coca-Cola advert with the whole truck and like the the, like winky Santa at the back, which, you know, whatever. Um, (laughs) Like, and also I got to see that when I used to work in Common Garden, they bring the truck up to Common right. Garden and I was like yeah it's fucking Christmas now now I'm like because I don't really watch normal TV anymore I never see that advert so it's never so Christmas now it's and be... now I've changed it when I see Dolly in a Christmas movie because obviously I see Dolly all year round who doesn't but when I see her in a Christmas movie that's officially Christmas yeah, I get it Yeah, like I watched my first Dolly Christmas movie last year Unlikely Angel and it is it's weird. I'd like to say it's not quite as camp because it doesn't have like an evil villainess running around. But she is 
literally an angel um, <laughs> comes to save this family. And I really, really enjoyed it. And that's why I wanted to watch another Dolly Christmas special this year. And I know that I'm very, very much going to watch probably at least one or two more Dollies at least this year. Oh, see, 100%, 100%. This Christmas. I mean, we won't necessarily cover them all on the podcast, maybe towards the end of the year if we do a wrap-up of other films we've watched this year. But um, I definitely, yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching, because she's got quite a number of them. So I know I know there's one on Netflix and um, that she did, I want to say, last year or the year before, which I haven't seen. Ooh, um, I'm in. <laughs> uh, what's it called? I can't remember what it's called now. It's like christmas in the square or something like that okay um i'm so i think that's definitely going to be one that i'm going to watch um and then yeah maybe try and find a couple more but yeah i'm really on board with you know a dolly very dolly christmas and i did did i say to you about maybe putting her at the top of our tree you yes you did (laughs) yes also also i love how you say our tree which it is 100 percent. you bought and paid for it and made all the decorations but i get to live with it (laughs) Like it's fucking perfect. You didn't have a Christmas tree, and that was wrong. I know my flat looked very sad, very very sad. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, we need to fucking hurry up and put that up. You need to come around so we can actually decorate it. Um, but you do need to make we'll a larger hundred percent. You need to make a larger dolly because don't we only have a small dolly decoration? I can't remember if she's on it because last year's oh, theme was all was, queer people. Was all queer. But she is so queer and adjacent. Kyoko was at the top as lesbian Jesus. Yes. So this year I'm thinking, I mean, she it can still be very queer because she is very camp. Um, also, it's I in my it's... house. It's going to be fucking queer. <laughs> so, but I definitely think, yeah, I think a nice dolly at the top would be perfect. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so on board. But also lesbian Jesus does have to still be featured because she's had a good year. Her, she's come out with her relationship like officially and she's put out a new album like she's fucking killing it go lesbian jesus shout out to Haley kyoko love her yeah so i think you know just in the spirit of the fact that we are embracing dolly even more this festive season i definitely think she's got to be at the top of the tree i agree also she is a literal angel as i've said numerous times yes. literal yes. angel so, she's a literal angel and sometimes she literally plays an angel exactly so she, it only is only fitting that she should be at the top of the tree um meanwhile in the film she meets this rugged what's his name like something dan yeah uh mountain dan or mountain dan that's it that's why because he didn't have a very good name so that's why i was just like what see but there, yeah mountain there, dan you were like oh i totally want to be the witch in this and I was like, I totally want to be, be Mountain, Mountain Dan. Dan. 100%. Oh, I knew it. You know me. You know me. Any sort of cowboy thing, which, by the way, is so queer adjacent. This, like these big rugged men, like it, they're always like, oh, the most manly straight men. And I'm like, oh, it's so queer. Cowboys are so queer. And I fucking love it. <laughs> totally. I well, totally want to be a cowboy. A, there's been quite a lot of queer cowboy stories um, over the last... 10, 20 years. So it's ever more present that that, that they are 100% queer. Yeah. Also, that is literally my dream. All I want to do is be on a little farm that I own, a non-kill farm, just to clarify, and like play with my animals with my hat on and get a pickup truck. Oh, 
sit on my porch having a little sanctuary yeah absolutely imagine me sat on the porch with dolly next to me she's playing a guitar and i'm rocking in my chair oh that's the dream involved kidnapping dolly parton but sure i didn't till now (laughs) after this film i was just i was inspired absolutely i mean i've always Um, loved her but (laughs) yeah so she gets acquainted with Mountain Dan. The kids meet him. Uh, he's invited over for Christmas. But on Christmas Day, the sheriff, because he's an asshole, and he chooses to do it on Christmas Day. Christmas he comes, Eve, isn't it? Oh, Christmas Eve, sure. He comes and um, takes the kids back to the orphanage. Which not very- only not only does he come and take the kids back to the or- orphanage, but he does it in the most fucking obnoxious prick way he walks up. Now, bear in mind that the oldest one of these kids is, what, 12? Like, oh, I thought he was, like, nine. He, like, I was being generous. But, I like, I look at my 12-year-old nephew and I'm like, maybe, like, but maybe a bit younger. Like, he, he can't be any more than 12. And why the... he's, you know, brandishing a gun for half the film. Absolutely. Of course. But this fucking prick of an officer comes up and to take these infants in he shoots a gun first to scare these fucking children and then he physically assaults dolly yes he's creepy as fuck manhandling her and saying how fun it will be to get her to arrest her Mm -hmm. and like take her in i was like nah this is like beyond problematic like and what makes it even more problematic is when he takes dolly back to the cell I got super rapey vibes from him. Like, <laughs> no one else was there. He was, like, going to go in with a bottle of whatever it was, some kind of alcohol, mm-hmm. and, like, hooch or something. Mm-hmm. And he was going to basically assault her while she yeah. was there by herself. It was super rapey. And I was like, this is a daytime TV channel movie? But <laughs> I... God. Lo- um, I did love how Dolly immediately moved the bed and was like, back the fuck off. Like, I can't remember. She's a strong, I can't remember. independent woman. Absolutely she is. I can't remember the quote that she said, but it was fucking awesome where she was basically like, come closer and I'll tear you a new arsehole. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Basically. And luckily the then. The was that. I say quote, luckily. Luckily, a nice sweet old lady comes in with a pie. <laughs> you know what is really interesting is that you would think watching this film that the villain is Jezebel, the crazy witch lady. Yeah. But I don't think it is. I think it is the sheriff. Because he was literally going to try and assault Dolly Parton. Oh, 100% the villain is the sheriff. 100 so i don't care if she's like you know disguised as this old lady and she's brought this poisoned apple pie because of course she's the witch uh literally but also you know snow white and all that getting snow white to eat the apple yes and, and i loved that it was an apple pie i was like oh, nice nice well, there's nothing like home like an apple pie no also i did love that they showed her making the pie with her cat in the background and like <laughs> I know, I was just like, this is great. What a fucking great, weird-ass scene in a Christmas movie. <laughs> I want her there. It's it's fabulous. <laughs> you can have that. I'll have Dolly's cabin. Um. So, yeah, so Dolly uh, manages to escape being raped, basically, by the sheriff because uh, the witch lady in disguise... Um, as as an old woman manages to get him to go and do his actual fucking duty um because she obviously makes this magic thing where a report comes in through the radio that he has to leave the 
uh, station. Which and he tries goes, not to, firstly. Yeah. He t- says that he... He's so determined to rape her. Exactly. He says, no, he, the sheriff's not available while being the sheriff. It's like a jailbreak, which also is a bit weird because I was like, he's in the fucking jail. But sure, it's a different jail. Um, and he had to leave to get these fugitives but he tried very much not to. And then the only reason he did go is because she threatened to not vote for him to for him to be able to keep his job. Yeah. Corruption it like, at its finest. Yeah. There was a lot of like uh, overt and subliminal subliminal messaging about the corrupt nature of the police. Yeah. And don't get me this. wrong. There are some great police officers, but the system itself sure. is so fucking broken that it's very hard to fucking find them at the moment. <laughs> It's, of course, there are lots of like incredible police. Oh my god, absolutely! Um, they do wonderful, amazing things for their communities. It's just this is an example of the kind of people who should not be in that job. If anything, should be switching place and be behind the jail bars. Well, you give, rather than you know the person with the keys. Fucking hundred percent. You give an egomaniac a badge and a uniform, and he turns into this. That's like yeah. It's just it's. The corruption is ridiculous. And I love... There's a thing that I've seen people saying uh, that it's like, oh, you know, the hashtag not all men as in like, not all men are bad. And there's a thing going around online saying, yeah, not all men are bad. But if the statistics... And you know me, I'm fucking shit with numbers. So they said that it's like one in four million people get bit by a shark or whatever. And one in four which apparently now is one in two women have been assaulted by a man it's like yeah but it's normal to be scared of sharks Mm. like and no one says hashtag it's not all sharks like it's like yeah and just as the same it's not all cops it's not all men it's not like but that doesn't mean that you there isn't corruption and there isn't bullshit going on that needs to be called out and needs to be said yeah no definitely and i do think i don't know if how intentionally the message or how strong that message was meant to be in this film but i i heard it loud and clear and uh <laughs> it was one of the kind of the things that made this how old would this film be now like 40 oh my god is it for like 45 years old nearly like, is it because what we're, no wait 40- we're 86 we're born 89 and we're in our 30s so it's like oh, nearly shit, yeah. nearly 40 years old <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who's disabled. I'm the one who's not meant to have to do it. <laughs> it's been a long day, okay? You, your job is to mold the minds of children. <laughs> uh, shush. Um, I don't do maths. Uh, no, thank Just you. Just as fucking well. I'm all right. Um, you used anyway, to help me with my old. maths, though. That explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I didn't drop out, I would have been kicked out. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I think that, yeah, it made the, the film more um, kind of modern. I agree. It felt... Because unfortunately, there's still problems. That's that's one thing I was thinking about while watching this is like, and I actually, because I didn't know it was an 86 film. I just, I was like, until I was watching it and I was, and I was... Saw Tolly's wigs and he went, oh yeah. I was like, oh, my mum had that hair. No. <laughs> uh, so I was watching... All six layers of it. No, no, she just had... You know the 80s perm? That she had, oh, she right. had that. Um, so I was like watching it, and all this corruption with the cops thing came on it. So I looked up that it was eighty six, and I was like, "Dude, like the fact that it's still just as bad, if not worse, now 
is heartbreaking that they were making these films to call out the corruption and police brutality and power trips that people are on in 86 and we're now in nearly 2023 and we're still having to march against that i know it's crazy i didn't think that was going to be something that i took away from a christmas film nor did i i loved I, they, <laughs> it made it so much better like it was a great film don't get me wrong love a bit of dolly love a bit of christmas but it made it so much better and it did as you as you said it it modernized it it made it feel yeah, still very relative relevant and yet i also enjoyed the ridiculous campness of it um so the the jezebel the witchy lady mm-hmm. um this pie sent sets uh dolly to sleep and not for very long don't you have to worry she's literally awake like two three minutes later um but uh mountain dan the old eldest of the um little boys like the kids at the cabin because the gun wielding uh, arrested the gun-wielding child uh, <laughs> and the paparazzo that's been stalking her all this time who all also try to help out. The man who has been stalking her, lying, cheating, like calling her dogs flea bags, which is the bit that got me the most pissed off. Uh, who Not literally... the endangerment of women. No, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, but like the breaking and entering, the uh, insulting dogs, the lying, the like stalking. And he's not privacy. He's not even remotely close to being the villain of the story. There are so many toxic men in this, apart from Mountain Dan. Yeah. Although And the Gobble Wilding Child. As much as as much as I love Mountain Dan, you don't kiss someone without consent. And you can't I give mean, consent if you're not conscious. Oh well that's just like that is just the classic Snow White situation. So they basically use this, what must be an incredibly fucking strong horse, to literally pull down the wall of a building. Or maybe the sh- maybe the sheriff built it himself because he seems a bit incompetent. I mean, I mean, it's all just made of plasterboard and like, <laughs> probably just like plaster of Paris, isn't it? <laughs> just like, you know, when you used to get like the, uh, like the balloon and you'd yes. put like, um, you, yeah, you'd put all the plaster of Paris and stuff on there. Or just even plaster of Paris. What was that called? Oh, it's called uh, pa- papier-mâché. Papier-mâché, that's <laughs> it. And then you'd like pop the balloon and you'd make like a shitty little mask out of it. I, I did that that's... on one of our friend's faces and nearly suffocated her. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then you're like, I see where they use the balloon. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, this is what seems to be what the um, what that wall was made out of because it only takes one even particularly athletic looking horse uh, to walk away from it at a very slow pace uh, to be able to pull the whole thing down. If Dolly was conscious, she could have just chipped away with her nails and it would have come down. Like I know, I know. She could have dug for victory, couldn't she? <laughs> she must be fine. Oh, I love her. Yes. Um, the hairspray alone, she could have just headbutted it and it would be gone. <laughs> yes, definitely um she could just use her womanly charms because apparently every man is drawn to her um i mean look i get it <laughs> but anyway they managed to make this ridiculous hole in the wall and then as you say mountain dan makes a mistake kind of assaults her a little bit in fairness, uh, in fairness to him he does look uncomfortable doing it he kind of gets but forced he... to do it because they think that it's going to be the classic stero- uh, like fairy tale yes and and like don't get me wrong peer pressure is not any reason to assault someone but i think he does it in a he's trying to save her 
so yes, exactly and later on they do have a consensual kiss yeah so i feel like hence why i want to be mounted she might have reciprocated if she'd known it was happening absolutely look i'm not i'm not actually as anti that in it i'm just that a bit like, so oh. bad I'm, i don't mean that that's like the case for anything no <laughs> story oh my god no i i know what you're i know what you're saying it's it's a problematic story that has been told over the ages yeah that love's true kiss will save you and look the idea of true love thawing you i guess is nice but i well, love that they it changed it in this with yeah the fact that actually the love comes the unconditional love is not just from some random fucking mountain dan it's or from like prince charming okay. uh it's from which i know is cinderella that's not the point but it's from someone who loves her as chosen family so it's like the kid cries it's not even a kiss the kid cries and those oh, yeah. tears <laughs> yeah to clarify uh, it's not love's those, true kiss isn't a 12 year old tears work at openings which just goes to prove i would be fucked if that's what i had to rely on uh, you know I'm, ain't no one waking you up <laughs> i'm asexual i i tell my children nothing is waking me up from this club. No, you know what though speaking just of chosen plug chosen All family myself and gems would turn up with one of the cats and get the cat to sit on you there we go oh you know if a cat did biscuits on me exactly. that would do it we'd turn that up would do it that's my son would be the one to wake me up a hundred percent yeah that's true he would lick your face yeah absolutely his little nose would like he'd be licking my face and then all of a sudden it would slip up my nose and i'd be like jesus i'm awake like you just put on like the theme tune to like what are your favorite shows or, or do you know what always wakes me up with a little bit of past trauma the theme song to the l word <laughs> just, 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 just going laughing laughing crying <laughs> fighting fucking crying <laughs> yes 100 you put that on i'm awake and running the other way and then slowly peeking through the window being like mm, i still kind of love it i know it's shit <laughs> At least it's not the. I don't know, you know, like where it's just like oh, the God. beats. Yes, I fucking hate that. <laughs> like the first Look, two seasons. Betty should not have been in charge of the music. That's all I'm gonna say. They shouldn't have been in the show at all. But sure. No, no. Well, that idea of you waking up to the L word theme Jesus. I'd be like, let me go back to sleep. Uh, and I choose to. Go back. Do oh, resuscitate. Do you know? Resuscitate. I know this is going off on a fucking tangent, but who cares? I so as you know, I have jury duty coming up soon, and I haven't worked uh, like nine to five in so fucking long. So I'm like, oh, Jesus mm. fucking Christ! I'm gonna have to get up, and I've got to travel. I've got to get the cha- train to it and stuff. So I like have to make sure I get up early, and that fills me with anxiety because although I always manage to get up, I have the like I have ridiculous anxiety where I'm like, shit, I won't wake up on time. I'm going to change my alarm to be the L word tune. So every morning when it goes off, I wake up and I'm like, oh my fucking God, where am I? Problem solved. Well, you know, whatever works. Exactly. Whatever works. Whatever works. (laughs) (laughs) So now that Dolly is free, she's managed to get like literally about five feet until crazy witch lady Jezebel turns up. And, um she's going to basically kill Dolly because she's still so obsessed with this this awful sheriff man. Um, and Dolly manages to convince her that, you know, the reason why she's awake is because the pie just didn't fucking work. You shit, love. You, shit. you can't do the one job you've got to do. Um, I, loved, I loved that Dolly 
was like just tricked the fuck out of her and was yes. just like just like oh look i've been raving about your pie haven't i boys haven't i yeah there we go I've been raving about it anyway, love. It's so good. I don't know why it didn't work, but oh, fucking tasty. I'm going to have to, before I die, going to need me some more of that pie. Like, It was like clearly so good that I had one bite out of it and then left it. And it was so good. I just couldn't touch anymore. She had one bite of it, looked the witch lady in the eye and went, what have you put in this? It tastes really bitter. <laughs> like... Yes. <laughs> and she was like, Hmm, I wonder what went wrong. Yeah. And so she eats the pie and then falls asleep. But she falls asleep like a zombie with her arms out. <laughs> yeah. And she just kind of, and then she's like almost melting like the witch down the wall. Well, because you can't look like an angel if you're not an angel. Whereas That's Dolly true. Dolly sleeps I, like an angel. By the witch, I meant the wicked witch of the West. But yes. Yeah. Well, you yeah, you, you say and I was like she herself was a witch. <laughs> <laughs> not clear. Not clear at all. You're like, oh no, I meant the head witch. The witch. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, so she manages that that's like crazy witch lady is out of the picture. Um, and when the sheriff discovers uh that Dolly is no longer there and he cannot rape her, um, he says that nobody will wake her up. So at least we know that witch is is safe from being sexually but assaulted by that man. Is that true? Because right, this is my fear. When the witch left Dolly unconscious, I was like, shit. Sheriff like, coming back. No matter how <laughs> much of an enemy you are, you don't leave anyone in the position to be assaulted. Like, so that witch fucked up. Yeah, but, but the then, witch so... wanted this the rapey man. Yeah, he, no, yeah, exactly. But she but she knew he wanted Dolly and so left Dolly unable to defend herself from him. And you... I thought I thought perhaps what it was was that because she came back on her horse that she was going to then take her away or something. Oh, maybe. But then Dolly fucking did the same thing. And you know, I'm always on Dolly's side. But... Girls got the same together. But what the fuck? Like, she knows that there's a rapey creep, like, running around with a badge. Yeah. Like, and now she's just left a woman unconscious. She's got to go and save some children from two scrabble-loving abusive ladies. (laughs) I suppose yeah, you've got to you've got to be like, oh, there's child abuse and then there's adult abuse. I don't know which the fuck she's trying to stop me from helping the children. Like, it's tough. It's complicated. I get it. I think it was a bad call. I don't think she should have left her in the prison. But yeah. also, speaking of um, earlier when I was saying how incompetent the sheriff was, when he walks back into the jail, he goes to the deputy, "Where's Dolly?" Which I know isn't her name, and the deputy goes. Basically, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, the fuck do you mean, where's Dolly? Where's What about the fucking hole in the wall? Yes. As in the sheriff walked in, didn't spot the gigantic hole and just went right in front of him. Here was the direction he was walking in. Yeah. And he's meant to be the one who prevents crime. He should never have had the job. No. For multiple reasons. Um, oh. It was genuinely worrying. But because we got this far in the story and two of the main plot holes, like plot points, I should say, is um, children that are being abused and so have abandoned the orphanage um, and a rapey sheriff, we need to remind everyone that it is Christmas because all we've had so far is one song about Santa and a fruitcake. So, which and I'm by so- that I mean a literal fruitcake. I was like, fruitcake. excuse you. Um, <laughs> I only I do with a few more fruitcakes. I'm saying, saying that we're queer. I genuinely at the beginning 
of this entire film when she was doing the music video i was like this is the queerest video all of these quote macho men in tank tops i was like work it queens like (laughs) i was like why doesn't dolly like it (laughs) but you know someone's been practicing at the clubs (laughs) but Uh, uh yeah yeah, definitely. Um, so they need to remind everyone that it is Christmas still. Um, so now someone, uh, Mountain Dan, dresses up as Father Christmas uh, or Santa. Um, I just realised I said Father Christmas and that makes me sound so fucking British. Uh, You're but, the, yeah, we, we grew up in the same place. You're there going, Father Christmas. And I'm going, call 911. Fuck, <laughs> 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 um, And... Uh, Dolly is dressed up in vaguely seasonal clothes and uh, they are going to go and sing, uh, no, they're going to go and to the orphanage and see uh, if the kids want to tell them what they want for Christmas, like sit on Santa's lap, which I've always had a problem with, um, and tell them what he wants for Christmas so that uh, they can uh, also have this like plan is way of getting the kids out of the orphanage. Uh, so they succeed in getting rid of, you know, getting these kids out of there. Uh, but they also manage to go for a nice little ride around town um, on their sleigh. And in the process, they get arrested. And this is where we get a really, a genuinely great cameo by John Ritter oh. as the judge, who's been uh, woken up in the middle of the night to work out what the fuck is going on. Because imagine wait, being woken up and having this to sort out on Christmas morning. Um, now, and so they have to decide what is going to happen. But he is so sassy and so, like, cutting towards, like, so particularly the adults. I mean, the bit where he says, like, we're going to see if he... Look, he's going to sit down. Well, he's almost there. Well done <laughs> to yeah. the sheriff. Just, like, being so patronising. Oh, I loved it. It was brilliant. And I'm pretty sure most of that was improvised. It had to be. It, yeah, so I fucking love him. If you're going to wake me up, though, on Christmas morning at, like, 4 a.m. to go to work, it best be so I can rip a sheriff's a, a new arsehole. Like, it, like, that, 100% I would go in for that. Not much else. But if you said you can take this egotistical tiny prick down i'd be like yeah i'm there play fair play and dolly's gonna be there too 100 (laughs) percent. yeah so it's like all wrapped up very quickly um really by the end and with hardly any evidence whatsoever um dolly gets to basically keep the children and it's very hastily kind of put together that Mountain Dan is going to be by her side. Um, and uh, it's kind of wrapped up very quickly. And um, they don't really use much evidence at all. Even like gun-toting child doesn't say, but my tears literally woke her up because I love her so much. But even that wasn't evidence. They're like, we need literally no evidence to give you, all of you seven children, to this single lady <laughs> who is from out of town and we know nothing about. It was like unrealistic. At least it was only temporary custody. <laughs> yeah yeah look was it realistic no was it the ideal scenario for the end of that film 100% like you know what your dolly fucking parton take him I would take I him. would leave any kid or anything I would I would leave, like if I had to leave bear with a celebrity you bet your ass I would be like yeah I trust dolly she's great with kids she's helped a nation of children to read she's good oh she's fucking awesome I, I will not have a bad word said against her. And yeah, 100%. If she walked into a room 
and said, these kids are being abused and I'm taking them home with me, I'd be like, absolutely, Dolly, you go. Like, which is why I think John Ritter, like, was just like, oh, yeah, look, I see. Absolutely. He's a good vibes from you. Good yeah. vibes. Oh, you're anti the cop, the like the local cop that I'm also very anti. Fuck yeah. You're on my side. I'm on yours. There we go, love. Like, yeah. Oh, oh perfect. Also, film. the fucking children's home, which like obviously there's slightly more regulations now, but you know, it's still there's still a lot of issues with regards to the fact that they have a lot of like privatized foster care in a lot of countries which is like so you can be you can have kids literally taken out of your care as a foster parent because you're abusing them and have another one put in because it's swept under the rug because they make money from you looking after them then like the fact that that is still happening to this day and this film showed it in 86 i'm like jesus fucking christ like we need to do something to protect the fucking children and Dolly is the answer. I guess that's the, the worrisome thing, is they bring up so many prevalent things in this film from 1986, which, as we've established, is over 35 years ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, these are still problems. But it still has a little yeah. bit of a Christmassy feel to it. It's not the most Christmassy film. Um, it's kind of sprinkled throughout. But uh, it's good. I enjoyed it. I have to say, and I'm going to... This is a little unfair because you haven't seen it. I really enjoyed the campiness of this, but as a film, I think I preferred Unlikely Angel. But I've only watched two Christmas Dolly films, um, and that could all change. See, okay, I've only watched one, which is this one. Hugely rate it, think it's great, love a bit of Dolly. I have procrastinated for nearly a year now to watch the other Dolly one that you recommended to me last year. Um, So I should probably get on that. Look, that's on me, I get it. Uh, highly recommend and i will i will watch it i'm i don't know why i procrastinated as well because it's dolly fucking parton like i will jump oh that was gonna sound wrong i was gonna say i'll jump on her any chance i get uh, <laughs> you know what i mean like a hundred percent so i don't know why i procrastinated but yeah for me obviously i haven't seen any other dolly film uh, let me rephrase i haven't seen any other dolly christmas film so for now, this is my number one Dolly Christmas film, but I'm sure that will change. I don't know. It could remain your favourite. Who knows? You do like Mountain Down. I do like Mountain Down. I love a log, log cabin. I'm a huge fan of kids. Uh, I mean, you want to live in that cabin, essentially. Yeah, with a bit more land around me, maybe a bit less snow. I, like, I'm not anti-snow. I just quite like warmth. Um, oh, although, I like a log fire in a cabin while it's snowing outside. Oh, I'll tell you what was the most unrealistic thing. So at the moment we're going through like a cost of energy crisis thing um, because, you know, the world's 100% great. Um, and so this is like a, an issue. People are like wrapping up warm to stay uh, warm in these kind of autumnal winter months. And uh, when she was in this cabin, which yes, had a log fire and she was there in these really thin, gorgeous silk gowns. I was like, <laughs> She must be freezing. But there was a fire going. And the fire can throw off a lot of heat. Look, also, you feel the cold way more than I do. So I think that probably affected you more so. I just felt for her. I was like, you don't you don't want to get yourself a cold. One of the child is already like infected with something. Oh, that bit it. that bit I was a bit like, oh, when that child who was infected got into bed and basically coughed in her mouth. I was like, oh, <laughs> Oh, yes dolly you might need like, to go to the vet as well children <laughs> yeah like oh jesus like <laughs> like don't give me like i've had plenty of kids cough in my mouth and like snuggle up to me when they're sick Sounds weird. 
well no because like i children when they're ill exactly and like <laughs> i've i've got three nephews and two nieces i've got a great nephew um i've got two great nieces like i've always been around kids and i've always been really like close to them and i used to babysit all the time and i just I, like i love kids my mum fucking ran a nurse my mum and grandma ran a nursery i was there all the time like i've grown up always being around kids and i fucking love kids so i'm like yeah i'm used to it but if i was in bed with some random like if i was asleep in bed and a random child <laughs> crawled in next to me sniffed loudly and coughed in my mouth i'd be so grossed out <laughs> You know what? I don't think it was a coincidence that she took that child to a vet. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "What the fuck is this beast?" <laughs> We're like, "Oh Jesus! Oh my God!" The scene in the vet, though, I can't believe I skimmed over it. The two boys for me in that vet were the stars of the fucking show. One of them was like, "Oh, my duck's just been a bit off lately." Basically saying, "I think my duck's a bit depressed, so I'm here to get him some Prozac." Yes. Uh, and then the other one oh, what's wrong with your goat? And he's like, nothing's wrong with my goat. I have a fever. Like, or whatever he said. Like, I've got an earache. Yeah. Like, I just brought my goat along. Brought Why my goat along. You? I was like, I want to live there. Well, that did make me think of you. I was like, that is so Tyler. Yeah, for sure. You'd be like, Why have you come to Sainsbury's with your goat? It's just like, you know, I just wanted to. What? Why not? Why not? Like, what are you talking about? Of course I, of course I brought him. Uh, like, have you got any kids' portions on the menu? Because, get it? Um... <laughs> God, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. But like, so like my parents are living in France uh, and they're down the road from them, they live in the countryside and down the road from them uh, is a field with uh, a donkey and some goats. And my mum, every time she drives past, says hello to them. Like every time without fail. The One time when I was living there last year for, for a little while, she drove past and she was distracted getting a map ready for my dad. And she didn't say hello. And I said, and we got down the road and I was like, I can't believe you didn't say hello to the goats. She felt so guilty. She went for a walk later to go and apologize to them. Like, so I grew up in a house where this is like a huge thing. Like you have to be nice to the animals. You have to love the animals. Like, and you should, cause they're way better than people. And like, so she'll message me all the time being like, the goats were there today. Like, or like there was one of the, there was one donkey. And I was really worried that the donkey was fucking lonely. And she spotted that the donkey had a friend and she got so excited and messaged me. So I was like, yeah, this is totally like, so when those two came on who were like, oh, I'm just bringing my goat along. Like, because I went out of the house. So I was just like, Pressed yes, goose. exactly. I was like, yes, <laughs> that, that is the life I want. Like 100%. Oh. Oh. Well, it's been like a really good introductory film for Christmas because I feel like well, as I said although it has Christmas elements I didn't feel like it was like overtly Christmassy so I feel like it was a good one to start the season with I agree completely um yeah it definitely like there was there was Christmas elements like Santa and snow but it wasn't like in your face Christmas she horned in a little bit yeah and like none of her none of her <laughs> songs were very Christmassy and like except for the one about Santa oh yeah well like all right one of her songs but like the rest were like uplifting beautiful like country me and you know i love a bit of country music like love it yeah it was a good choice it's really good yeah and i think that it is genuinely scandalous that they never released a soundtrack for this this film because they ugh, didn't great songs 
No, I think she's um, released some of the songs later on some of her Christmas albums, but at the time they didn't um, release um, a CD. I guess it was like um, it went along with, it was like a TV movie you maybe didn't get because it didn't have a theatrical release. It didn't get a, a soundtrack or something. But it's Dolly. I mean, that is why you have her in that kind of movie so that she will sing these amazing songs. What a fucking... Whoever was in charge of that, like the studio boss at the time needs to like... I'm sure that he is retired now and I know I know, I should be saying they, but it's definitely he because let's face it, at the time it was 100% men. Uh... He needs to fucking be fired. I know he's retired now, but who the fuck has Dolly in a movie and doesn't release a soundtrack? In all fairness, despite the papier-mâché um, jail wall, uh, I do think that they probably used all their budgets up. So animals was very low budget. Animals are notoriously hard to work with, and there was a lot yeah. of animals in this. There's a lot of wranglers, probably. Yeah, and like Dolly alone, like that costs a bit. Yeah. As it should. I'm not like no, hundred percent. She all the hair and makeup for her and Jezebel. Oh my god. I mean the costumes alone. Exactly. And they had a, they had so, to show her wardrobe in the fucking mansion she was in, even though she wasn't wearing was any of the clothes. Probably just Dolly's wardrobe. One of her many wardrobes. I don't think. I think they just probably used one of Dolly's wardrobes. Yeah. In fairness. Yeah. So, all right anyway that <laughs> is our first film officially done we are back um so next week is your choice tyler so what film are you going to recommend for us to watch next week okay so obviously now we are ramping up the festive season uh so i've gone for one that makes me feel christmasy it's not necessarily fully christmasy but it makes me feel christmasy uh, so I have gone for the classic Imagine Me and You. It is a jolly gay season, so exactly. it has uh, to be done. It's it's one of the first happy queer movies, if not the first happy queer movie I ever saw. Right. So I'm fully on board. Plus, you know, I'm a big fan of Lena Headey and Piper Perabo. So, you know. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I haven't seen it in such a long time. So I'm excited to watch this one. It should be good. Yeah, absolutely. I can't fucking wait. It's going to be great. Thank you for joining us uh, for our first episode back um, and our beginning of season two and the festive season. Uh, And uh, yeah, join us next week for Imagine Me and You. uh, And going forward, I'm sure a lot more Christmas fun. Definitely. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe. And you can follow us on Instagram at heavenlyfeaturespod. You can also email us at heavenlyfeaturespod at gmail.com. And you can also find us at 18maidenlane.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by 18 Maiden Lane Productions.